everyone, and welcome to the Hello Coffee Podcast. I'm your host, Isabel. And I'm your host, Alex. Thanks for tuning in. We're here to talk about what it's really like to own a coffee shop, behind-the-scenes experiences, and valuable things we've learned over the past few years while running our business. Catch our weekly episode and keep listening for a chance you win a year's worth of coffee subscription. On today's episode, we wanted to talk about our build-out and how did we come up with the idea to start in North Portland versus Vancouver, as well as the layout, us figuring out what's more important regarding colors, furniture selection, and everything else. Yeah, I think that was the fun part, is creating the vibe and the style. That was one of my favorite parts, but you also definitely want to take in consideration the size of your space. So we'll go into the details about all that, but we do want to touch on a few key points that we referred to in episode six, more about how to find a really good location, you know, things to look out for. For example, you know, getting the cheapest building isn't always the smartest. I mean, it could be in bad location, Mm -hmm. bad shape. You could, you know, spend way more money than you thought possible. (laughs) You also don't want to go for the most expensive or brand new building per se, especially if you're a brand new business, because investing $300,000, $400,000, which is very realistic for a new build out, is a lot. Unless you have that kind of cash, it's a lot of debt to carry. So we kind of went um, the safer route. We got a smaller space. It didn't have anything built out in there, but we knew it wouldn't cost nearly as much as if we were to go look at a brand new building. Before we started looking for a building, we really, you know, wanted to find something short lease, something that, you know, didn't require us to lease for the next five to ten years. Yeah. You really want to research your neighborhood, but you also want to look into the options presented to you. You see, there's a lot of commercial leases out there and a lot of landlords, they're more interested in getting somebody in the building for five to ten years. And that's not always beneficial when you're starting out. Now, if you are well established and you have a established brand, then yeah, it's a no brainer. You want to sign for that five, ten years because really you're connecting with that community. You're going to be there for a long time. But if you are starting out, you know, you really don't want to sign for more than a year. Yeah, I would say I agree 100% because who would have thought that? A little under three years of opening up Presso, we would have hit COVID. And thankfully, we signed a lot shorter lease. And so if we ever did have to get out, it wouldn't be scary, as scary as it could have been if we signed a five to 10 year lease. So I feel like it's a lot less scary to have one or two years to figure out or to find someone to cover your lease if something happens versus five to 10 years. You also definitely want to look at the dem- demographics in the area, any foot traffic. If there is no foot traffic, it's going to be a lot harder to bring in customers. You're going to have to work a lot more uh, on bringing people outside of your area into the neighborhood. So like we talked about in the last episode, you know, you really want to consider all your options and decide to sign that lease when you really understand, you know, where you are as a business, where you want to be in five years. And, you know, is your landlord 
the person who owns the building is he there to protect you and to help you grow so you don't want to get into a position where you just sign a long-term lease without understanding your business fundamentals so when you're looking for a potential location it's not a bad thing if there are other coffee shops in the area that means that people are looking for a coffee shop they are going to seek out coffee shops yeah if a new one pops up that could be you i mean we did that uh for a portland shop because we saw the growth opportunity in Kenton, but you also have to be smart. If it's a really small, tight-knit community and you put in another coffee shop and it's too much, it's a really risky move. You have to be really confident with your stuff. Yeah, I mean, it all comes down to demand and supply. I mean, if there's a lot of vacant buildings, if there's a lot of empty spaces, it might not be the best place, right? But if that neighborhood is busy, if that neighborhood has a lot of restaurants, you know, a lot of little shops, boutique mm-hmm. stores, all of that stuff. You should, you know, pay attention to that and, you know, consider that to be a better location than maybe somewhere else where your rent is a lot cheaper. For sure. So once you kind of uh, hone in on where you want to open up your shop, you want to look at the actual space. What's the shape? the size, the square foot, do you need to do repairs? Because if you have an odd shaped building, you know, you're not gonna really be able to create a good functionality for the shop. You know, if your bar is on the opposite side of the shop around the corner, it's just, it creates an awkward space. The ideal size is a square or a long rectangle because you kind of want an open concept when it comes to a coffee shop. And in terms of square footage, bigger does not always mean better. Good point. I mean, when we got our first location, it was an old repair bike shop, mm-hmm. right? Small, and tiny. It was small little location but at the same time it was very you know cozy i felt it felt like it was just the right space for a coffee shop it was rectangular Mm -hmm. there was an additional uh, room in the back for your storage you know uh, with a a door to the outside Mm -hmm. Um, oh that was one of my favorite parts was our storage space had a side door that led to um, the outside of the parking lot. So we had like a second access, which was another emergency exit as well. What we learned though, when we signed the lease, our space needed a lot more repairs than we initially expected. So when we took over that lease, we realized that, you know, it wasn't in a really good shape. It well, required a is, lot of work. Yeah, the thing is, it was a bike shop before and it was not a restaurant for many many years prior so everything was outdated we had to do new plumbing more electrical work than expected and dealing with the city you have to do permits we talked about all this in episode six so when we were considering the layout for our shop we went for aesthetics that felt more trendy we want to create a vibe Uh, We didn't want to just be a coffee shop. There's so many coffee shops out there. It's easy to do all wood tones, industrial, all white. Um, It's just so easy to get mixed up in the midst of all these shops. So when we were thinking of the design, we wanted something modern, but 
still semi-neutral with a pop of color and something memorable. Because we had a small space, we had to be pretty strategic with how many tables we placed and where and how big to make the bar. We did decide to do like a black and white with marble accents, a little bit of wood accents to warm up the space because we did have so much white. And then an accent wall where we put our floral wallpaper. Because the inside was so safe in terms of design, it wasn't like super colorful or lots of design style going on we wanted to do the outside something more cool so we decided to choose like a brand color and went for a mauve pink so that was something alex definitely wasn't on board with at first he's like pink like pink pink i remember he's like are you sure you guys want to do this we're like yes we gave him three color options and he's like those are all really pink and i'm like it'll be fine our shop was on the off-road off the main road so we wanted to be seen from the main road so we wanted to attract people's eyes so we basically had to repaint the whole outside the exterior yeah in pale pink it, it's actually more of a mauve oh it's a mauve <laughs> sorry That's girls right. know the color guys just think it's pink <laughs> anyways so yeah so i actually remember painting the outside of the building and um we had to use these really, really, really long rollers. That was really fun until it started raining. So that was, thankfully we were like 99% done and then it started raining lightly. <laughs> but there was a big old tree blocking the rain, but we were, <laughs> we were pretty terrified that it would just wipe away all of our work for three days. <laughs> so when we were remodeling our building, we ran into a few issues regarding cosmetics and as well as the structure of the building itself. Remember when we realized that after hard rain outside oh there was leaks gosh. on the wall so oh when we when we painted the wall we painted black. the walls we we're all excited because the shop was starting to look like a real shop because the walls were painted and then we come back the next day after it rained this was like september october it was rainy we leave the shop come back the next day and see bubbled up paint on the inside of the shop and it was because it rained and so they had to scrape off the whole section of paint. We had to contact our landlord. Thankfully, he was on our side. And I was like, I'm going to send out one of my guys to fix the repair. And But then we had to, like, patch it up. That was a nightmare. Literally, guys, we were sanding the ceiling, like, a week or two before we opened. Because the ceiling had so much patches from the bike shop and things that were drilled in there. Alex was patching, I was sanding, and then we're all painting. And It was a good old days. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I wouldn't want to redo that. Yeah, lots of DIYs. Yeah. So, again, whenever you're choosing a building, don't always look at your square footage and then your fixed price for yeah. your lease look at the you know the shape of your building yeah how structural is it you know is is it going to you know uh, require a lot of maintenance so whenever you're choosing a, a location always look at a mo more than just the building itself yeah so if it's you know it's if it's a complicated project it might be easier just to move on so when we decided to uh look at the interior of our building and fi figure out how to make it feel a little bigger we decided to basically buy a huge mirror what was that idea though why did we decide to put a mirror in the back of the 
bar area? Well, first off, to open up the space. And then second, we were going to write the menu on there, like paint it on there. Uh, in the end, it didn't make sense logistically to have the menu in that spot, but something we learned as we went. What else we did was we painted the whole entire space white except for one accent wall. So if you paint your space white, it really, really opens up the space, especially if it's small and it doesn't like create any extra lines. Because if you do black here, white there, borders here, or like different accents here and there, it's too much and it'll just break the room apart. So all white was what we decided to go for. But then if you keep it all too white, it'll, the space can become too cold no warmth so that's when we brought in a little bit of wood tones some black some marble and gold so it can really warm up the space and balance it out so again you can have the right color palette in order to open up the space or make it uh, bigger smaller so if somebody's dealing with a bigger space how would you go about color palette i would definitely go with one neutral tone that's lighter and a, one neutral tone that's darker so you can break up the room and make it feel less open because when it's too open it'll feel cold so like make sure you're not just going all white it'll be just super like bland and cold and there won't be any warmth what's really cool is you can add mirrors and frames on the walls or pictures to break up a space, hang a decoration from the ceiling. Lots of plants help warm up a space. And then obviously furniture, if you place it strategically, it'll really make the space feel cozy. You know, you could always buy some sort of a shelf system, right? Oh, shelves and, help and, so and much. And you can divide a room based yeah. off that. So you can do a lot of unique, you know, creative things. But again, Whenever you're dealing with your space, do consider the size of it because the ultimate goal of a coffee shop is for it to be welcoming, cozy, mm -hmm. you know, for it to feel comfortable for your guests. So, yeah, we also learned in a unique way was that you need enough tables for enough customers, but not too many tables and not too little. But you also need enough space between each table because then it'll get awkward getting in and out of your space. So because we had a small space and we we're on a small budget, we didn't have that flexibility to create custom furniture. So we had to get really cool different things online and just kind of be smart and strategic about how we set up our space. Yeah, I mean, when we decided to um, build out uh, a bench instead of just having chairs, the, chairs yeah. the goal or the idea behind it was like, how can we use this entire space to maximize, you know, tables per square foot? And seating. We got, you know, when you have a bench, you can seat two people next to each other. Yeah. One person across or two people across. So you can fit more people in general. And I feel like it just makes the space look more longer with a nice long bench instead of chopped up by chairs but you know what's funny is i remember um when we were doing the build out one of our neighbors a manager who stopped by he's like wow so good to see something coming in here this is exciting i'm excited for you guys 
um, what are you guys going to do with that area? We're like, oh, it's a bench. It's going to have all the tables there. He's like, you're going to have outlets, right? Like, that's the most important thing. And I laughed. I'm like, yeah, we actually built it. It's in the plans. It's like, okay, sounds good. Great. You'll get plenty of people coming. <laughs> and I'm like, I thought it was really funny that one specific thing he asked about was if we're going to have outlets for laptops. Yeah, because he's in the restaurant business. So, you know, especially for a coffee shop, you have all these students you have all of these people who come in to study, work. to work, you know, to finish stuff. And so it's important to, uh, to in today's modern age, right, when everybody has a laptop mm-hmm. and a phone, mm-hmm. you need uh, power outlets at pretty much in every corner. Yeah, I agree. And what's interesting is I remember when we're debating on what kind of furniture to do, we're doing more research. Someone told me, don't make it too comfortable, don't make it too uncomfortable. Because if you make it with like big, cozy couches oh, or big point. chairs, you're gonna get people sitting there for hours and hours and hours and hours, and it'll be their home. <laughs> but then if you make it not comfortable enough, like benches or without backs or chairs without backs or stools, people aren't gonna wanna come back because they never really felt comfortable, you know? When you're on a budget, it's it's always harder to create your ideal, like, goal space, your dream vision, because our visions and dreams are so extravagant and beautiful and perfect. You kind of have to compromise in real life, something realistic, something that's still within your vision, something that still makes a cozy space, but, you know, more within your budget. We had to do that a lot. Like my my Pinterest board, guys, <laughs> my pictures I saved was not what our first coffee shop turned out like. It was definitely bougier, bigger, and just more extravagant. In your mind. In my mind. But the I'm actually grateful. Yeah, I'm grateful how it turned out. You know, it's very humbling to start small, to start simple, and be able to work your way up. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean... Your first one is not going to be your grand vision. You know, it's not going to be the perfect shop that you dreamed about. It's going to be your first step. Yeah. And when yeah. you do your first step, it's never perfect. It's all about continuing from there. And so this is why, you know, uh, we decided to go and start a coffee shop. Mm-hmm. You know, after doing catering, we realized that, you know, being in a one single location was a little better for us down the road because you're able to you know uh, connect with your neighbors connect with your community you can establish yourself your brand and then you have the opportunity to grow to grow into more locations and your later locations is where you can really you know uh, create that grand vision yeah for sure i remember seeing one of my hashtag goals cafes in london like legit this place is goals like if you like pink go there and you'll be happy (laughs) it's so extreme it's so so extravagant i would never go this extreme but it's one of those places where every cafe they build is the most beautiful the most pristine the most aesthetically pleasing place you can but is that you know the first cafe you can do no it could be maybe down the line four or five something extreme something extravagant so you have to wait for the good stuff start small and build your way up but like alex was saying i definitely agree community is where it all 
kind of like you almost don't care about what your shop looks like at one point you just care about the people who come there you know not only your baristas and your team but the customers you start to care if they love your coffee if they're happy if they can find what they're looking for if you can make them that really good cup of coffee yeah it's more of a personal touch yeah. right it's the personal connection that a barista will have with the guest yeah. or a person coming in and ordering that you know coffee drink the layout really plays a big factor in the success of your shop because your employees use space and yeah. so they have to be comfortable using that space they have to you know make sure things are aligned correctly yeah as you can uh, you can review our other episodes where we talked about how important it is to have a strategy in, in place regarding where you're gonna have your grind your espresso machine and, and the rest really consider all the options to get it going so listen in to our next episode as we're going to talk more about choosing the right equipment, good brands, reliable brands, and also what wholesalers you want to work with, different products to use, and things to stay away from. you all so much for listening to this episode of the hello coffee podcast please tune in to our next episode as we talk more about our journey in the coffee business dm us any questions you have anything you'd like for us to answer and check out our instagram page give us a like and a follow subscribe leave a review we love you all thank you yeah, bye yeah.